go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. Once again, before you is the maestro, Joe Spiegel. I don't think I'm a maestro. God damn, I shouldn't have said maestro. <laughs> Who are you? Two kids of shit. <laughs> it's Mike Sutherland. He's Mac. Right. I didn't say that loud enough. There we go. All right, uh, and this is our uh, Happy Time Murders episode. We'll be talking about that wonderful film. Also, uh, my flick of the week, which is Mindhunter, uh, Netflix original series. Are <laughs> you still thinking which which one is going to be yours? Disenchantment. Oh, okay. All right, good. All right, Disenchantment, also a Netflix original series. All right, then we got some uh, news, a couple news tidbits, uh, a couple trailers to talk about, and uh, whatever, whatever else. Do we have anything else? What else, no. What else could there be? No. Nothing? Okay. So take it away then. Dickwad. <laughs> All right. So uh, first up, of course, is my flick of the week, uh, the Netflix original series uh, called Mindhunter. All right. Catching a criminal often requires the authorities to get inside the villain's mind to figure out how he thinks. That's the job of FBI agents Holden Ford and Bill Tench. They attempt to understand and catch serial killers by studying their damaged psyches. Along the way, the agents pioneer the development of modern serial killer profiling. The crime drama has a strong pedigree behind the camera with Oscar-nominated director David Fincher and Oscar-winning actress Charlize Theron among the show's executive producers. All right, so um, this is a show that I've been putting off for a little while. Uh, for I don't, I, I don't know. I just I, I had other things I wanted to watch on Netflix, and so I, I but I've, I've been in the middle of a crime kick right now. You know, I've been wa- watching a lot of, uh, you know, like uh, Making a Murderer, uh, you know, documentaries and uh, and shows similar to that in that vein. And Mindhunter was on my queue and I had a few customers I gave a ride to at work say that, you know, that Mindhunter is good, too, if you like that stuff. I was like, OK, I'll give it a shot. You know, even though my first impression is always, well, you know, they already got the million crime shows on, on fucking ABC, CBS and NBC. Right. Um, but this one is, <laughs> I know this sounds funny, but, but this one's different. Hear me out. It, it's, um, this one is set, it starts off in 1977 when the FBI didn't know what the fuck they were doing when it came to uh, criminal profiling for the most part. Um, so these, uh, these, yeah, the two main characters, uh, played by, uh, Jonathan Groff, who plays Holden Ford, um, special agent Holden Ford, um, is, um, he, He's a new guy. He's well. I mean, I, I don't know how exactly old he is, but I would assume the dude's like late twenties, early thirties. And uh, he's got this idea about what he wants to do when it comes to being an agent. Is that he wants to go deeper into figuring out why criminals do the, what they do, and the, like the term serial killer hadn't even been invented yet. And so he um, he hooks up with this other guy who um, you know, um, officer, you know, Detective Bill Tench. Who I'm sorry, Special Agent Bill Tench, who's played by Holt um, McCallany, Holden McGroin, <laughs> Holden McGroin, uh, McAlany. Um, the only thing I could think of that you've seen anyone has seen McAlany in is in um, <coughs> if you've ever seen Fight Club, he's the guy that goes, his name is Robert Paulson. <laughs> anyone who's seen Fight Club knows what I'm talking about. Uh, what's his goddamn name? So. These two guys are in like new ground, and at first, what their job is is to travel the country and start looking for, uh, or going to uh, different police, um, you know, local police um, offices, and talking to the officers and sheriffs and deputies and all that stuff about 
their procedures on on you know profiling um, you know potential killers and and things like that. Starts combing the country for the local gay bar scene. Yeah. Well, Holden comes up with the idea of interviewing. Um, you can hold in this. <laughs> Of convicting, um, conv- uh, or, I'm sorry, interviewing convicted um, murderers oh, to oh, to find out what makes them tick, especially uh, convicting once convicting interviewers. Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I fucked up. So, um, and so you know, the ones that did re- crimes that really, really stood out, like Richard Speck and um, and uh, Ed Kemper and things that like that. His name is Dick Speck. Yeah, it is Dick Speck. Dick Speck is a fucking weird dude. I, I I totally forgot about this, but he he made videotapes in prison. He had himself sex um changed to grow tits in prison for his uh, gay lover, and it was fucking creepy. Like the footage they showed on HBO. This was like twenty years ago. I watched it. Um, but uh, yeah, this guy this guy is fucking crazy. And anyway, so Holden starts interviewing these people, and um. <laughs> His boss at the at the FBI doesn't know he's doing this shit, and when he finds out, he's fucking livid. He's like, "You're wasting your fucking time," blah blah blah. And so there's all these roadblocks in the way of them doing this stuff. Well, all of a sudden, this um, the psych- psychological or fuck, I can't believe I can't even think of this. The community, you know, that's around criminal, you know, based uh, things. Uh, is it's the most professional podcast ever. Is can't help if you suck. I know. The whole if we uh, suck. like the the whole you know the criminal community medical community that deal with um, psychoses and things like that they're very interested in what they're doing because they're like touching on ground that people hadn't even thought of doing yet and so he's getting he's getting all these speed bumps but also at the same time his boss is noticing that there are people that are look are, there's positives to this and so he starts to give a little leeway and then eventually he gives them their own little basement. <laughs> Down at the bottom of the FBI headquarters, and um, I think they're in Langley or something, and and uh, and so yeah, they're down in their little basement away from everyone, just like it's the X Files, right? And and they get to work from there, and then they they so what they do in the meanwhile is they travel and they they, they talk to all these different murderers, and the one they talk to the most is um is um Ed Kemper, um and Ed Kemper's a real fucking guy, and no shit. he's played by well, there's some people that might not know that. Um, but he's played by an actor named Cameron Britton, who's been nominated for an Emmy for uh, best. Um, it's played by the real guest. Ed Kemper. <laughs> Motherfucker, six foot nine. I mean, he is a very intimidating figure. Who Ed Kemper? Yeah, and the actor that plays him is also very, very big, and um, he is expertly played by uh, by Cameron Britton. The dude isn't Cameron Britton the guy that plays Chewbacca now. He could be because he is very, very tall. So that's, uh, there's a chance. Um, and yeah, I mean the guy. The guy even had like if you like watch interviews with Cameron Britton and, and see what he looks like, they made him look exactly like him, and they make him sound just fucking like him. It's creepy, and uh, and it's weird because the guy has like no remorse about his murders. I mean, he did shit like he did shit like he murdered his mother over some kind of weird argument. He cut her head off, and then he used her her head as a fellatio device just to humiliate her after she was dead. Of all the shit that we talk on this podcast, really, you're just going to go with as a fellatio device? You, he skull-fucked her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's that camera right there. Yeah. And, yeah, dude, it is... Um, it is that he's a, when, he's, when his character's on the screen, because they, 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 they visit him at least five or six times during the series, during these ten episodes, and and yeah, you you every time he's on the screen, you're like, oh, I'm fucking watching this shit. I, I, you got you have to pay attention. And so, um, 
And so, um, you know, uh, Ford's character, he's very attracted to things that are against the norm. So, like, for example, his girlfriend is, um, she's a college student, and she's very, very uh, open-minded about things, about sex, about, you know, um, independent women and and things like that. And just, uh, it blows his mind in a way, because a lot of, you know, she's not the normal, average, you know, homemaker, Susie Homemaker kind of um, character. So, he, he likes that stuff. And and so it goes into his personal life. It goes into Tench's personal life a little bit, you know, because he's got a kid who also could potentially be a serial killer growing up because he's very quiet. And you can tell he was abused before he was adopted and things like that. But they never go into it. You just have little hints here that what could what it could be. And but what's fascinating is all these all these people that they talk to and they interview and they you know they start basing on all all these um you know all these signs to look for. You know, there's one episode where they go to a they go to a school just to talk to kids about, you know, like um, noticing other kids that are violent towards animals and things like that, you know, to say something about it. And um, the principal ends up getting involved. And you come to find out the principal's been tickling kids' feet, and he'll actually give them a nickel to act better in class. And at first it seems kind of innocent, but then you find out more and more from parents and teachers that he does it every single day. And it, the, some of the parents have a problem with it, but he always shrugs it all off. And and it never tells you if he actually did anything over the top with the kids uh, other than that. But it still puts into, you know, into the thought process like no one ever looked at it before. No one ever thought to delve into, you know, well, oh, this this highly decorated principal could be, you know, a, a pedophile or something, you know. And it just it shows like the, also the mindset of that time period where no people just ignored fucking a lot of shit. They, they just didn't see the signs. They didn't realize. And so that's what's good about this show is it sticks out to show that, you know, it's not like where everything now, everything's in your face where you have all this information from all these decades of research and things like that. Instead, these guys are almost starting from scratch in a way. So, uh, all 10 episodes are really, really good. Uh, I ended up watching the whole thing in about, uh, I think about two and a half, three days so all 10 episodes um season two has already been uh, is already filming but it won't be coming out until probably uh early 2019 or i'm sorry um till the end of 2019 probably or sometime i don't know sometime in 2019 there's no um actual release date yet but it did come out in october of last year the first season did but netflix is kind of weird with that some of their shows don't always go one year later Sometimes they end up taking a little bit longer. But you know what? Like I've always said, if the show ends up being as well written and acted as it is, I fuck it. Take two years if you need to. As long as it's good and you've got a good product and and it keeps me coming back, you know, then I'm all for it. Just like with Game of Thrones, man. If you if you need to take two years to make this shit fucking epic for the final season, go ahead. Take two fucking years. I'm, I'm, I have no complaints about it, you know. Well, I mean, you know, lazy fanboy complaints like, come on, man. But, you know, whatever. That's... Man, what if Back to the Future Part 2 came out a year later? It wouldn't have been as good, right? Probably. So, you know, sometimes take your time. Relax. Chill. Netflix and chill. God, I should have fucking, I should have sold that. <laughs> All right. So anyway, um, there's also a, um, a psychologist they end up working with. And they delve into her character as well because she's a closeted lesbian. And she, um, she ends up joining the team. She leaves, um, I think she works in Boston. And she leaves her job there to go help the FBI with all this stuff, with the profiling. And, you know, so it goes into, like, you know, how very, um, how she has all these personal walls and stuff because, you know, at that time it's very difficult to come out, especially in, you know, where she's at because, 
of all the uh, scrutiny and, and judgment and bullshit all that you would have to deal with at that time period. So, um, yeah, I, uh, I highly recommend the show. It is very good. I, I think it's definitely better than than the stuff that you watch on a weekly basis on CBS and ABC. You know, the damn crime procedural CSI bullshit, you know. I don't know if it's bullshit, but it's just, you know, same old shit. So, anyway, that's it. Mindhunter. Okay. <coughs> uh, so, Disenchantment. So, Netflix has the new Matt Groening, or as, oh, uh, a big shout out to uh, Sharon. Andy Dick is a fucking cunt. <laughs> See the, set in the medieval fantasy kingdom of Dreamland, the series follows the story of Bean, a rebellious and alcoholic princess. <laughs> her naive elf companion, Elfo, and her personal demon, Lucy. Uh, Disenchantment stars the voices of Abby Jacobson, Eric Andre, Nat Faxon, DiMaggio, McNeil, uh, Matt Berry, Herman, Maurice LaMarche, Lucy Montgomery, and Billy West. Mm-hmm. Um... I want to go through. I'm gonna. I'm on the Wikipedia, but I'm gonna go through this because on the Wikipedia they don't have some of the stuff right. And um, like, if you watch the first three episodes, it seems to go slowly, but after that, it starts to speed up and, and catch fire. Does it's it? it's a good series, other than you know what Joe thinks of it. But Joe doesn't like highbrow entertainment, anyways. So never. Uh, he's not smart. Abby Jacobson as Princess Tia Beanie Maria Beanie De La Rochambeau Drunkowitz, being the protagonist of the series. Like, uh, and the reason why I'm going through this is it just seems la- some of the stuff is lazy writing, uh-huh. like the name. Uh, the protagonist of the series, the irresponsible princess of Dreamland. Again, lazy writing. Dreamland. Princess Tia Beanie Maria Beanie. Eric Andre is Lucy, uh, Bean's personal demon who is often mistaken for a cat. Uh, Andre also voices Pendergast, the head of King Zog's Knights. Uh, Nat Faxon as Elfo, an elf from the elf world, which, I mean, I, I get where they're going with that because every one of the elves has the O at the end of their name, and his name was Elfo, but there's a surprise with this character that comes like near the end of the series or the end of the this these the, this uh, season and I'm not going to give it away <clears throat> or anything else like that but it's it's um it's interesting the way they do it and it's also very convenient to plot okay um John DiMaggio's King Zod Bean's overbearing father speaks with a gruff New York accent as the series goes along you start to notice that King Zog is based on Archie Bunker. <laughs> okay. Because he's like, oh, geez. You know, he, and he keeps doing that. Tress McNeil is Queen Una, a salamander-type creature. She's kind of like a vampire. Yeah. Um, uh, from Dank Meyer, who is Zog's second wife and Bean's stepmother. She kind of reminds me a little bit of Marceline from uh, from Adventure Time. Uh, kind of, but... Look-wise. Yeah, look-wise, exactly. Uh, Prince Derek, uh, Zog and Una's son and Bean's half-brother, the fairy. Th- these are all names that... If I'm um, Tress McNeil plays the fairy, a prostitute uh, is a is a fairy who's also a prostitute. Um, has some of the best lines too. Gwen, uh, uh, Tress McNeil also does Gwen, who is a witch who is cursed to cackle every time she spoke. One of the funniest parts in the series is they have to go find a wizard, and the wizard has holed himself up in a cave. And as they're traveling down the cave, Lucy, Eric Andre's character, the demon is lighting the way and 
and they as they get down to the bottom of the cave where this wizard is, he's high. He's like, you can't see me. It's like, you're just hiding behind that rock. You can't see me. You know, and then <laughs> then he comes out and he he tells them the he tells them this tale and and everybody but Lucy is is intrigued by this tale. Yeah, you know, which is always well. Let me tell you the story of and everybody goes oh right. So as they're as as they get the item that they're or there's a there's an item that they're searching for and they get the location of the item that they're searching for and as they leave the um. The person that's heading up the group goes, "Hey, thanks, old wizard. We know that you're lonely, so in order to placate your loneliness, here's a horse that laughs." And the horse that laughs is laughed by John DiMaggio. <laughs> and if I can find it, uh, I don't want to. Yeah, I haven't gotten one. that far on the show. I I kept watching it late at night, and I kept falling asleep. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of. I don't go. think that's it. No, that wasn't it. God damn it. That scene was funny, too. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's try laughing. Horse disenchant. It's not disenchanted. It's disenchantment. Here we go. Well, I created a shampoo that can make any animal laugh. <laughs> Promise me you won't attend my funeral. What need have I for a horse? This is no ordinary horse. <laughs> a laughing horse. Hooray! The cave will be filled with the sound of laughter and the smell of horse. <laughs> <laughs> the sound of your laughter <gasps> brings me such joy. So I'll eat your head last. <laughs> Ooh. That's so. Poor horse. As you can see, I mean, it's it's Dimaggio making that laugh, yeah. which makes it even better because Dimaggio is just amazing, right? Oh yeah. And uh, and the um, as the series goes along, we we're taking on this this ride through the this this fantasy land. There's ogres. There's dragons. There's chimeras. Oh my. Yeah. yeah and and. <laughs> A lot of it's inappropriate. It's not the highbrow or lowbrow, whatever you want to call it. It's not the same as Simpsons. I, I, I think that um, they're trying to steer aware, steer away from being a laugh a minute type of thing. Yeah. Comedy from the Simpsons, even though it's funny. Um, like I said, the first three episodes, it, it takes a bit to get through because it's it's it, it feels contrived in some ways. The the, the characters Elfo. And all the elves, um, and 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 Bean, and and just the way that everything is set up is just kind of dumb. But <clears throat> the underlying story to it is really good. There, there's there's multiple layers of the story going on, and and the way that it plays out throughout the first season, and the way that it ends with Bean leaving. Final, you know, leaving kingdom with somebody. I don't want to give again. I don't want to give it away because I, I highly recommend this this TV show um, because I think it's one of the better ones out there. And just like The Simpsons, it 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 was a slow slow rise. Yeah, you know, it's, it's like fucking baking bread. <laughs> and 
with this TV series, I mean, even though Groening has you know Futurama behind him and The Simpsons and a couple of other things, <coughs> this is not as good as Futurama, and it's not as good as the best seasons of The Simpsons. Um, but it's better than the last four or five seasons of The Simpsons. Um, the The animation is still really the animation is actually pretty amazing. Um, they 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 use a, a mixture of 2D, 3D, and the way that they get the three, because they'll do 3D pan, panoramic uh, uh, shots of the castle or, or some of the places that they're going to. Yeah. But they try to keep a lot of that 3D stuff to a minimum. And the, and the, way, that it's, the way that it's done, in <coughs> oh, the, the titles, if you watch the titling of the sequences, um, it gives away almost the plot of the story, which is actually pretty cool. Okay. So each each title for um, not I'm sorry not the title there's a there's a picture. So when when you're watching like the first episode, it'll it'll show a picture and then it's showing like the credits, kind of like you know um, they do on the Warner Brothers cartoons and stuff like that. Yeah. They have the title the, the whatever it is like you know. Uh, uh, you know, hair remover type of thing, or whatever, whatever the name of the title is for any of the, you know, Porky's Revenge, right? Yeah. Um, there's always a static picture that's done almost like uh, the Art Deco, uh, um, um, the Incredibles Art Deco stuff, and and each one of those picture titles or pictures that they use for the titling for all the credits is a sequential story. It's, just, it's literally just a storyboard that tells the entire story of what's going on using these basic 10 pictures, you know, or at least gives you an idea of what's going on. Yeah. And I think that that's genius in and of itself because I haven't, not a lot of people do that. And the way that they've actually come up with that stuff is pretty, pretty goddamn ingenious. Um <laughs> Let's see if I can find out where I... Where the hell was I? No. 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 Dang it. I always lose this stuff. God damn it. Fucking son of a bitch. I don't remember closing it. What the hell's wrong with me? There we go. So, going back to uh, the character. So, Maurice LaMarche plays um, a character called Oddval who is a three-eyed prime minister who is a pansexual. And uh, um, he gets interrupted during an orgy, which is actually pretty funny. Uh, he also plays Big Joe, who's an exorcist who tries to get rid of Lucy and has lost his arm twice, his left arm. And he plays somebody called the Washmaster. And then uh, David Herman as the Herald, who's the source of news for Dreamland. Uh, he also played Geisbert, Merkimer's brother, who was originally arranged to marry Bean before accidentally getting stabbed in the head and somehow survives. And that's, if you watch the trailers, it's the scene where she's getting married and she takes off the ring and throws it and he w- walks over to grab the ring and he puts his head down and stabs himself through the head. Yeah. He's like, I could, I'm okay if if you guys would just lift my head a little. Yeah. And then later on, you, you see him again in the series. Is he still impaled? No. Yeah. Yes. Yes, he's still impaled. <laughs> Um, they just cut the sword part off, right? Okay. So, but uh, again, I'm not going to give it away. They, but you find them, and then, um, and, and, and then things happen. Um, and then uh, David Hermanos plays Jerry, who lives with the Enchantress and Chloe. Jerry. Uh, Sharon Horgan plays uh, Queen Dagmar, 
who is Bean's biological mother, uh, Lucy, and she's she's import, very important to the story. Lu- Lucy, <laughs> Lucy Montgomery as Bunty, Bean's lady in waiting, who is who is dumb as an ox, but keeps her temper. She she um, what is it? Uh, you were always so angry, Bunty. So yes, because uh, I, um, and that's why I've had eight dogs because <laughs> she keeps killing her dogs. Uh, Montgomery also voices the Enchantress, a mysterious woman who sent Lucy to Bean as a wedding gift. Uh, Billy West as Sorcerio. See, again, with the names. Zog's personal alchemist and wizard. Uh, the jester best known for his catchphrase, oh no. Um, every time they use the jester, it's like, let me turn this off. And then he presses a lever and a trap door is supposed to open. But as soon as he says that, like the jester will jump to his right. And then he'll hit another button and fucking eject him out of the castle. You hear him go, oh, no, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, he, Billy West also plays Elf King, the ruler of Elfwood, and Pops the Elf. Uh, recurring characters, uh, Jenny Batten as Kissy the Elf, a promiscuous elf. Uh, Tess the Giantess, uh, elf, el- Elfo's fake girlfriend. Richard Fulcher as Cloyd, who is in league with the Enchantress, who is revealed by an assassin to be the Emperor of Maru. Uh, Turbish was one of the Knights of Dreamland. Matt Berry as Prince Merkimer. Uh, we've already mentioned that. And Noel Fielding as Stan the Executioner, who is also Bunty's husband. And um, like I said, it's uh, the the animation. The animation is different. They have, in some cases, some of the characters have five fingers. Some have three. Like all the humans have five fingers. Yeah. Um, with the way that it's set up. Uh, I agree with what the AV Club said, which is uh, I'm giving the series a B minus, saying that the strength of the cast made up for the weak writing, and I totally agree. Um, the writing needs to be better, but as the series went along up until, like it started to get really good about episode five, and then it, it's and and then the the writing not not great, but it got stronger. Yeah. Um, I don't know who they have writing this, but it needs. It needs some serious tweaking. It needs Conan O'Brien to come in and tweak it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, or um, what's his nuts? Uh, Saul Goodman. If you read that last uh, line right there about TV Guide, it kind of goes with what you're saying. Yeah. Upon viewing of the last three episodes, the opinion changed and praised the serialization of the series that paid off in the end. So, yeah, it's it's. I like it, and I think that it needs to be. Uh, it needs to be watched. Yeah, if it says part one, that means that, like what other Netflix shows do, that means probably in six months you'll have the other ten episodes. I've heard that they're doing the next season, like, soon. Yeah. Okay, well, maybe they'll do it sooner, right? I'm just basing it off of other shows that they've done. Twenty episodes have been ordered with the first ten episodes being released in August. I've heard that the next ten episodes are going to be released, like, like relatively quickly within the next couple months. Mm -hmm. Like, three months, from what I understand, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm basing what I'm, I've seen off of what they do with the ranch and and uh, disjointed, right? But they've they've ordered twenty episodes. Yeah, so they're done with twenty episodes. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I, I don't know. They just, it seems like they like to split it in half for some reason. I I guess they don't want people just binge watching an entire season and then be done for an entire year. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so. hey, ten episodes is better than one a week. Yep. You know, or and then well, no, not really. I'd rather get twenty two episodes, but. Right now, I'll take what I can get. Yeah, well. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, we saw the Happy Time Murders, didn't we? Yes, we did. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, I'm glad you had to look at your notepad to make sure that we saw the happy time. Well, and you know what? That kind of feeds into this my, my, my overall <laughs> opinion of this movie, which is uh, you have raunchy Muppets, and it's it's a good idea. It's a it's a cool gimmick. It's very funny. I, I you know, I was entertained by this movie. You know, and it doesn't run too long, so it doesn't. I didn't ever feel like I got really, really bored with it. Um, but I mean, just go get on with it. Jesus Christ! God, don't build me a watch. You, you take forever to fucking. All right, so I'll pretty much tell you what my good is for the movie. Um, the the movie, like I said, is funny throughout. I was giggling the whole fucking time. Uh, you know, I just to watch puppets. I think it's awesome that you didn't even go through. You just. Everything else we talked about, you know, what what it's all about. But I don't. Th- do we really need to? Yes, yes, we do. If we're gonna do it for everything, right. other than the fucking movie review, then what what are we doing? All right, fine. De- Detective Andy Dick is still a cunt. <laughs> Detective Phil Phillips is a down on his luck puppet who used to work for the Los Angeles Police Department. When two puppets from an old TV show wind up dead. Phil suspects something is afoot and rejoins the LAPD as a consultant. That's all we need. <laughs> you were ready to do that, weren't you? Just, I was going to do it because you're just going to keep reading. No, I would have stopped when, when the teleprompter said to stop. <laughs> all, right. all right. So, yeah, look, man, the, the fucking Red Bad trailer had, had both of us sold on this shit. You know, I didn't even know this thing existed until I saw that trailer. I saw a teaser picture of it, and I went, if they are making something called The Happy Time Murders, and I thought it was based off, like, Roger Rabbit is based off of a book. Yeah. I'm like, is this based off of a fucking a book? Because yeah. I want to read the book. <laughs> so, and I started looking into it. It's like, no, this is an actual fucking, uh, uh, here's the, there's concept art right there. Yeah. Uh, Movie, blah 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 blah. Looks like the angry son of uh, Bert and Ernie. <laughs> if they could actually have a kid together. All right. So uh, yeah, this is directed, of course, by Brian Henson, who um, you know. Uh, and I found out why uh, Mia Sarah's name was in the end credits is because uh, she is married to Brian Henson. Okay. And she's retired from acting. That's awesome. So um, yeah, you're welcome. Because I know you had a little crush on her. Let's let's just bore the fucking shit out of everybody. You read every fucking cast member on that goddamn show. I read it, but I was at least interesting in talking about the the series while I was going. You're just like, and then Mia Sarah, just come on. All right, all right, shut up, (laughs) (laughs) fucker. All right, I also like how the movie's very on PC. You know, it it just the 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 Phil Filson character. He just says whatever the fuck he wants. He doesn't give a shit about the repercussions of it. And that works. I love all the raunchiness of the movie. And the end credits was cool where it shows you working on, on the puppets. You know, those are all the good things about the movie for me. All right. Uh, the bad things. This movie is very comparable to Sausage Party in the regards of it's a, a cool gimmick, a good idea, um, funny as hell. But when it's all said and done, do you really remember much about it? Yes. Um, other than me laughing for most of the movie, uh, the movie didn't have a, any any replayable substance for me, you know, because once I've seen it, now I've seen it. Just like if, when I went back and watched Sasha's Party again, all those jokes aren't So funny. everything that we talked about after the movie, which was I'm buying this fucking movie on DVD just for specific scenes, 
And you're like, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. Now you've changed your mind. Well, you're thinking about it. And it's just... Um, I know. That's why I brought it up. And then look, think about like an unrated, like extended or something. Well, yeah. it didn't have Sorry. To it, I sound like I was accusing you of being a turncoat. And <laughs> I was, but I didn't mean to. Well, yeah. And also my opinions sometimes are, are different right after I see something. So, Well, your opinions suck. Uh, sometimes they do. And uh, so, yeah, it's... That that's the biggest problem is there's no one to really give a shit about in this movie except I like I didn't even give a shit if anything happened to Melissa McCarthy's character, um, even though she was funny. I I think that uh, only only character I wanted to make sure kicked everyone's ass was Phil's because <laughs> Phil was badass. Um, but uh, and then the story was weaker than shit. You know, it was it was a typical cheap action cop movie. You know, storyline. You know who who done it. You know, which I predicted from the fucking almost from the beginning, who did it, and it was one of the people that was that I said it was going to be. You know, so um, you know it, it. That's why I can't find the movie too truly memorable. You know, it's you know, and look, I, thinking about ugly things for this movie. What is the ugly? The ugly is you know. <laughs> Is the funny fucking the milking scene that's so goddamn fucking funny and gross at the same time in the in the purple bush and the and the fucking there's something wrong about that whole purple bush scene. <laughs> like you can see your clit. I know it was And it was just wrong. <laughs> Everything about it was wrong. Hey, people have sex with blow up fucking, calls, man, so I, fucking Muppet clit. I know. And then uh and then that was the hint right there. That should have given it away, right? Because... You know the, the whoever you when you find out who she truly is, and then you flash back and you're like, oh, that was the only character that had that color hair, right? So, um, as far as we knew, yeah, you remember from the movie. Uh, and then, uh, oh God, what else? I, I just uh, oh, and this movie is not Roger Rabbit. It tries to be Roger Rabbit, kind of. I don't think it does, but it's not. It, it, the, the, I look thirty years later, I still remember Roger Rabbit like a motherfucker. I don't this movie. Maybe like maybe my mind will change over another viewing, but it just seems like it just feels like a like a, a funny thing that you know it's like a one and done. Um, I I think this movie could have been better if like as we're reading some of the responses, like it, it's it wastes its intriguingly transgressive premise on a witless comedy that blindly pushes buttons instead of attempting to tell an entertaining story. You can blindly push buttons and tell an entertaining story. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be either or. Yeah. It's like, why why do you have to give one without the other? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I, the story is pretty weak. We 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 mentioned that. Yeah. It, but we didn't go to see it for the fucking story. No, we didn't. We, we went didn't. to go see it for the jizz, the jizz silly string scene, which was a great payoff. And yeah, and the uh, the uh, the milking scene, <laughs> which is fucking hilarious. The look on the cow's faces being milked. I, I did the look on the octopus face, like oh my god! <laughs> but the the guy that played the um the like the vulture or whatever it was, yeah. the store owner, um, it was like completely deadpan. I can't remember who did the did that. There's character. a lot of guys that have worked with um their puppeteers as well as doing the voices, and they they've all been working with Brian Henson for forever. Right, but this one was a voiceover, I believe. Well, it may have been the guy that did Scooter, okay. uh, from the from the Muppets, but. Um, this it's a fun movie. Yeah, it is. It is. If it's predictable, but it's fun and it's worth seeing. I, I look. I I highly recommend seeing it. Yeah, and and I mean, Melissa McCarthy's. You know, she's kind of getting old, but in the tooth because mm-hmm. 
Like well, we missed out on the uh, on the um, the movie about the the, the book writer, but yeah, that, I, I don't even know <laughs> if that came out yet. It was supposed to come out like last November, or maybe it's supposed to come out this year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. But the uh, the the whole the whole premise behind the movie could have been much better had they taken it a little bit more seriously. Like I, I dig Melissa McCarthy's stuff, but when you see her in so many movies in a short amount of time, you know. And you, uh, her stick gets old. Yep. I want to see her do something different. Like, why couldn't she just keep like? She could have been like a, a, you know, a super serious character in this one. Yeah. You know, where she's just like, you know, just like a regular cop, like on the on the TV, uh, on TV, or you know, in Fargo or whatever we watch. You know, by the book and and this and that and the other thing. But instead, we get and you could have still done all the hilarious scenes where she got attacked by, you know, um, Phil uh, when he tackled her into the um, into the uh, sauna and she bit his dick. Oh God! Right? Yeah. And and from there, I mean, you still could have done that because it's that's a it's it's a puppet and it's a defensive mechanism. But what I'm trying to get the point I'm trying to get to, sort of, is. If they had made the characters a little bit more serious, and I agree with a lot of this stuff, um, I don't think the film is fucking awful. No, it's not awful. Um, but uh, if it baked a little bit more and they had the right writers on it, they it could have been a much better movie. I'll tell you what. There's two ways I want to see this movie again. I want to see an extended version if they did it, uh, and I also want to see it high because I have a feeling that this movie will be even more fucking hilarious stoned um but otherwise yeah i i'll give it another chance you know but yeah the story is what holds this movie back big time you know more than anything in my opinion uh okay so the movie's called can you ever forgive me it doesn't come out here in the united states until october of this year okay so yeah it hasn't been released yet there's already oscar buzz for her about it too yeah i i, I would have loved to have seen this done i would like to see them do a muppets that's more um more serious drama related with comedy elements, uh-huh. like like again, like Fargo, like Muppets style Fargo would be fucking phenomenal. <laughs> yes. So, uh, <coughs> all right. So, what would you give a Happy Time Murders? A five. I give it a five. I I enjoyed myself. The story sucked, but I give it a five. <laughs> I know. I was, you know, yeah. It's like a five, five point five, and the reason why is because. I was entertained, and you know it wasn't like the Meg, right? Where the Meg is watchable, but it's still like ultimately a complete waste of time. This movie's not a waste of time, you know. I'm glad I saw it. I just don't think it's got a lot of replay value for me. Okay, so the five things. Actually, it's eight things. <laughs> is it memorable? Will it stand the test of time? Um, yeah, I think it will, because it, of the subject matter, because it, of it being about raunchy puppets. Uh, Until someone does it, but again. Not Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I, oh look, I think it's like I have a feeling that this might inspire other people to make similar type films, and if they do, hopefully they make them better. But if they, people don't touch this this type of subgenre with raunchy, they're puppets, already doing stuff like this with with puppets. But uh, I'm going with what you say, it, Roger Rabbit. Yeah, this is going to be a cult. Is this going to be a cult movie? Possibly. I think it could be a cult movie. Yeah, but. Other than that, it, it, no. In six weeks, who's going to give a shit about this movie? 
Yeah, it's like one of those movies where the trailer is is definitely uh, like a classic. Like the trailer's classic, right? <laughs> you know, that's like it like could be up there all-time great trailers, right? But movie-wise, yeah. What we remember, we saw it. Mm, I, of course. Is it quotable? <laughs> I can't remember. Other than bite the tip, I can't remember anything from it. Uh, um, more fun for you. <laughs> Rotten cotton. Oh god damn it! Yeah, um, I think no, not, not it's not too quotable. Pop, pop for culture. fifty cents, I'll suck your dick. Yeah, <laughs> I'll suck your dick. <laughs> so long as like just, you said, dink. Just, just the way that the guy delivered that line. Yeah. For fifty cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> and I'm like, that is so well done. Yeah. I wonder how many times you had to practice that. I know. Forgot how many times you laugh when you're doing it too. You know. Okay, so uh, pop culture status. Pop culture status. Um, I think, uh, is this one just a yes or no? Are they all yes or no's? Um, I, I don't know. You tend to fucking give your I, I, thesis I, statement I, on I, every one of them. So I am a gray area guy, man. I, I, it's hard for me to do yes or no sometimes. You're fucking bullshit gray area. Um, you should have said your gay area. Your gay area. That's what you should have said. All right. Um, I'd say yes. I say because, like I said, the subject matter, yeah, I haven't seen any really anyone else doing this. Except maybe like YouTube videos and shit, so... No. No. No? No. No, not at all. This isn't fucking Muppets. This isn't Sesame Street. This isn't The Dark Crystal. I have to disagree. Okay. Like I said, cult status, yes. Okay. Not pop culture. Uh, rewatchable, yeah. Just for the milking scene alone. <laughs> so the blazing saddles effect. Uh, we already mentioned that. It's not like multiple... like. Oh my God! This movie's on. I have to watch it again. Yeah, you know, like the original Poltergeist or whatever. Uh, quality. Oh, the effort was put into the <laughs> to the puppets. <laughs> yeah, it's a high quality movie. It's it's a good quality this movie. It's not a high quality script. Right. Emotional attachment. No. Yes, we were completely laughing our asses off. Oh, okay. I emotional attachment doesn't mean doesn't right. necessarily mean like I enjoyed the characters. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I liked Phil, uh, and, and I liked Maya Rudolph as yeah. Bubbles. Yeah, yeah. Bubbles was probably my other favorite character in the yeah. movie. So, um, I kept thinking that there was going to be a twist with her ending up being one of the killers or something. That would have been interesting. Yeah. So you could have done something. Uh, Especially the part where she was hiding in, in Melissa McCarthy's apartment, just sitting on the counter when she came in the door. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wonder if she's the killer. <laughs> Nostalgia. Um. Yeah, I would say. Well, doesn't that kind of go into the pop culture thing? Or? No, not necessarily. You can separate nostalgia from pop culture by way of it's it's puppets, it's Muppets. I'll tell you what. After seeing this movie, every time I walk, I, I you know, the, I see Sesame Street or anything with puppets now, I will always think about the Happy Time Murders. No, you won't. Yeah, I will. Is this a good movie? <laughs> More gray area. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah, it's worth seeing. It, so yeah, it, it's it's good enough that it's worth seeing. Okay, should you see it in theaters or buy it on DVD? Theaters, yes, or both. Um, DVD. Uh, I'm gonna go on a limb and say no. No, for me, it's a no. But you recommend going to see it in theaters? Yeah, you need to see it at least once, just because you you should see it once. <coughs> you should see it with a, you should see it with an audience. Right from the studio that was sued by Sesame Street. Yeah, Happy Time Murders. <laughs> All right. And suck your dick. And suck your dick for a dollar. <laughs> no. For 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. 
God damn it. All right. So, uh, movie news. All right. Hold your hats, folks. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has decided to uh, add some diversity to their... Uh, to their uh... 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. Sound like it said stuck. 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. That should just be our, like, like our sound bite for every time we're doing uh, cocktails. 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> That's a good one. All right. I, I like that. Mm. I like that idea. Right. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> well, he'd fucking suck it for 50 cents. 50 cents, I'll suck your dick. <laughs> Give me a pixie stick. All right. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes, man. Um, they, uh, they're they tired of all the, the crit- criticizing of their of you know the critics that they use for their their aggregate right, so um, they're tired of the criticizing. Yeah, so they're trying to highlight more diverse voices in film criticism. You mean like females? Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, and I think uh, also. Um, so you know, so what you're saying is that Rotten Tomatoes is tired of the nerdy white guy with the with, that that does nothing but talk shit about. Batman and Justice League and fucking geeky shit and no, I think they're actually tired of of the elitist white assholes who are in the top of skyscrapers in big cities who have their own opinions about movies and that's it. Which is wrong. I, I'm just, you know what I mean. It's it's the aggregate. Yeah. So well, I, I'm sorry, you're not wrong. You're, you're yeah. So they want to drastically change things. So um, <clears throat> they they're gonna adjust uh, their their criteria, including uh, doing new media platforms podcasts and streaming shows um so that um they can have like people actually post reviews on their site who gives a fuck and you, so, in order to in order to join rotten tomatoes do you know what you have to do um eat a rotten tomato come on <laughs> be serious i don't know fill out eat a bunch a of paperwork and give Shut a credit card up. number i don't fucking know uh how can i hey to be a m- member of the banana slug club in point reyes you have to eat a fucking banana slug in order to be a critic for Rotten Tomatoes, you have to have... The tomato meter is individual professional. Um, Fucking pop-ups. Really? God That's damn. That's awesome. This is the world we're in now, dude, and it's going to just keep Fuck getting off. worse and fucking worse, man. No, it's not. It's, it's, like, it's like you're playing a video no, game. Okay. First and foremost, it's not. Things will change. Sure. We fucking lax. Film and TV critics who are tomato meter approved and whose reviews are included on the site regardless of where they are published... Or the tomato meter approved publications, such as websites, blah, blah, blah. So how do I become tomato meter approved? Critics who wish to apply should re- review our guidelines. Well, isn't that what this is about? How, should I, how do I become tomato meter approved? Critics who wish to apply should review our guidelines below. No shit. Thanks, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Key values. Insight. Criticism can be many things. A deep dive into the filmmaking craft. An analysis of subtext. A discussion on social commentary, blah, blah, blah. Not just a plot summary. Well, we just do plot summaries here. We look for engaging content. Uh, our intention is to reflect and represent the movie-going and TV-viewing audience with our Tomato Meter-approved critics community. Do they represent the movie-going and TV-viewing audience? No. To cultivate a rich and varied and inclusive space for engaging perspectives and debate. Reviews should be observed, grammatical rules, dedication. Okay, here it is. <laughs> 
Individual critics written con- consistent output for a minimum of two years, but it doesn't tell you what type of consistent output. Yeah. Demonstrated film TV coverage at a publication outside of a published self-published website. However, we will consider critics who solely self-publish if their site and work reflect our key values. I don't know what that means, but Rotten Tomatoes is owned by Universal Studios. There you go. A regular appearance on a major and or well-regarded local, national, international TV or radio outlet. So you have to be a white guy. Okay. A regular appearance. Well, I can't, you know, but I'm, I'm, being, I'm being racist to be racist. Okay. Uh, a regular appearance on a major and or well-regarded local. So um, how many, how, how diverse is that? How many movie critics do you know make regular appearances on major and or well-regarded local, blah, 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 and are of other than white color? So they're pretty much, they're bottlenecking the whole fucking thing, and they're going to have the people that they want in place that they share their own views. Right. Video. Consistent output for a minimum of two years. A minimum of 30,000 subscribers on a video publishing platform qualifies for broad audience reach. Publications. Consistent output for a minimum of two years. A minimum of 500,000 unique monthly visitors unique. as as reported by Alexa.com. So you, not only do you have to have 500,000 unique monthly visitors, you have to subscribe to Alexa.com. Alexa is the Amazon site, but Alexa is not. It's not the. It's it's a stat site. <clears throat> Publications reaching unre- underrepresented groups will also be considered on a case by case basis. So their rule gui- the rules and guidelines don't even matter. Yeah, at least three individually approved critics contributing to the publication on a regular basis, demonstrated social media presence and engagement. Whatever that means, nobody gives a shit about social media. Eligible TV and radio outlets and programs should be broadcasting on a major and or well-regarded local, national, international network or station. Demonstrated media. Video. Consistent output for a minimum of two years. A minimum of 200,000 subscribers. But wait a second. Doesn't it just say here, oh, that's for publications. Individual critics are 30,000. So publications have to have a minimum of 200,000 subscribers. The show feature should feature multiple critics and demonstrated social media presence on podcasts, consistent output, two hundred at least 200 ratings in iTunes with a minimum score of four stars. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah they, 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 they're whittling it down to, you know, an interviewing process <laughs> for, for top of the, you know, top of the heap in their opinion of who they want. So, um so the site um, is also going to include all um, all the work freelance writers whose writing may appear on personal blogs and or other platforms instead of only focusing on the pieces they publish for specific print outlets. Um, over 200 new tomato appro- tomato meter approved critics have already been added to their uh, service, and they expect to keep growing its ranks in an effort to include more women and people from underrepresented communities. Which I think is great, because primarily the critics for Rotten Tomatoes is white. (laughs) Yeah. So, white critics wrote 82% of the reviews of the top 100 grossing films of last year. Just over 20% were written by women. Okay. Um, Okay. There is also apparently a consideration for the possibility of no longer separating top critics from the rest of the critical pack. I don't know what that means, but okay. Um, because they have separate categories. If you ever look on um, Rotten Tomatoes, it'll have it'll have 
It'll have top critic reviews. It'll have critic reviews, and it'll have user reviews. I don't even care. All right. It should be just reviews, so and then you can search for your oh, own wait, you know fucking. Well, yeah, yeah, okay. Because um, IMDb also has that same thing. They'll have critic reviews, top critics, and user reviews. So I look. It's still I, you know I don't. Rotten Tomatoes is just a. I look at it for a quick opinion, you know, just to see what what what, what direction the major critics are going in, and that's it. I don't. I don't. I still don't. Ba- I knew that. Look, everyone fucking knocked this. You know, the Happy Time murders. It's right now. It's like floating between twenty one and twenty two percent, and um, I knew that I was going to like it better than that. I just didn't know how much better. And the movie's not a fucking twenty one percent. It's like what we said. It's around a fifty five. So. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I just thought I'd bring that up because I know we, you know, we, you love talking about Rotten Tomatoes, right? <laughs> yes. Um, uh, another thing I've got is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Three has been uh, indefinitely delayed. I don't buy into any fucking news coming out of Disney right now about Gar- and I don't even think it came from Disney, but I'm not buying into it. Yeah, I don't think I've read in different articles if any of Disney's actually come out and said it. I don't, I don't recall. So. Um, but <laughs> it hasn't stopped Dave Batista from still posting shit. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he he just posted a, like another video the other day talking shit about uh, Cernovich. You know, showing a video of what kind of person uh, you know used to influence the firing <laughs> of James Gunn. So uh, shit. I you know I I I actually want to see where this shit goes. I I have a feeling I know where it's gonna go, but I I, I just I wonder because it looks like Disney's not they're gonna do shit the way they want no matter what fucking happens. So. Because, of course, you know what? Actually, Give your opinion. I, I want to see where this this goes. Of course, I know where it's going to go. Well, where is it going there, I think Nostradamus? It, I, th- <laughs> I think it's going to go where Dave Batista is going to get replaced. And that's just so Disney can save face and, and keep continuing on this decision that they've made, that they're not going to back down. Because if they were going to back down, they would have done it already by rehiring James Gunn, and they didn't. They're going to keep his script, apparently. Do you, do you think they're going to replace Dave Batista? I think they're fucking stupid if they do. But do I think they? I think that if he keeps on talking shit, they might. Has he said? Has he said anything outlandish? Not too. Outlandish, I haven't been paying but he, attention. But, but he's still. Well, but on Twitter, he's calling them out by saying, "Oh yeah, I love the the people that you choose to decide to you know to as an influence on on James Gunn." Okay. You know, here's this guy. So so and he puts he's at not, Disney. Like he tags them. So he's not allowed to share his opinion. I'm not We've saying, had this argument before. And I, look, I'm I'm not saying he's not allowed to. I'm saying that there's consequences for his actions. And what I'm saying so, is, but what I'm saying is, and I'm going to say it again. So he's not allowed to share his opinion. Not not under that fucking roof. Really? So you're not allowed to express your displeasure with the hiring and firing of a person. And you're not allowed to display. You're not allowed to show your displeasure to the company you work for about their hiring decisions, which directly affect you. Yeah, you're not allowed to do that. You shouldn't be allowed to do that. <laughs> I'm saying that that I wouldn't doubt. That's not what I'm asking. You want to talk about right and wrong? I'm asking you. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. No, he should definitely be allowed to do that. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah. So who gives a fuck? They're not, not going to do. Look, unless he starts calling them a bunch of cunts and faggots. They're not going to do anything. He can call him out, but he's not doing anything outside of his contract. Mm. You know that. He's been and he's probably asked to be released from his contract because he said if James Gunn is not going to do the movie, I want to be released from my contract. Well, he said if the he said afterwards he said that the script, if the script also gets turned down. The script was turned down. I thought they're still doing the script. No, they delayed it. 
They turned down the script. They shit canned the script. Okay, I didn't read that anywhere. So I yeah, that's been in the news the last two weeks. I, I heard that they were going to do the script. So and then they shit canned it. I okay. thought we talked about it last week. No, I don't remember remember that. So, but yeah, if they shit canned it. Yeah, I mean, I, fuck. There's yeah, there's review. There's articles I read that said that they that Disney's still going to use gun script. No, they're not. That comes from that comes from uh, the Guardian. That was on August eighth, three weeks ago. And uh, CBR is saying the same thing. So, what's going to happen? I hope they use the script. I want them to use the script, but who? I mean, look at, at this point. You know, I mean, they're still they were they were negotiating his exit fee, which could be as much as ten million dollars. Oh. And um, they they fired him based off of of fucking rapists. You know, input. Yeah, you took the you. You you took you took information from a rapist and you made your decision based on a rapist. Good job, you fucking douche. Yeah, and whatever I, his I, name is, Michael asshole, Michael Horn. Sir, yeah, sir. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Ian Horn. <laughs> no, Alan Horn. I think Alan, it's Alan Horn. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, I, I. You know what? I'm I'm gotten to the point where I'm I, I'm quitting uh, reading comments now because. The comments always end up doing going into the same direction. It always ends up becoming one side or the other, and each what, you know, the side that's against James Gunn is vicious, and the side that's uh, that's against Cernovich is is. Uh, I mean, I, I'm on their side more, but it's still it's just it's the same back and forth bullshit. They might You're as well, on Cernovich's side more. No, god damn it! You just said that the ones that are talking shit against Cernovich. You have one side that's talking shit against James Gunn, saying he deserved all this and. You know he's a, he's a fucking monster and all this. Yeah, stuff. yeah, I know. And and then social it, justice warrior. And bullshit. then it always becomes political every fucking time. I just everyone just starts spouting a liberal and uh, you're a fucking Republican Nazi and it's like fuck it. So yeah, I'm, I'm almost I'm pretty much done with with reading comment sections now because I used to get insight from comment sections, but now it just has devolved into this Jerry Springer uh, are mentality. You, are you reading Facebook comments or you're going to websites like Reddit and reading those comments? I'm reading comments off of articles that I'm reading. Yeah, don't read those things. Those are fucking Facebook articles. Because there's Give fucking because the there's troll. I don't I don't do my I don't use the good articles off of go, uh, go to Reddit and find those articles. But yeah, it's just always these fucking trolls that love to start shit, man, and and. Keep an argument going. So, um, all right. Um, and then uh, there's a there's a <laughs> this one's more for you than anything else. There is a Galaga TV show uh, in the works. It's called Galaga Chronicles. Which uh, are you kidding me? I am not fucking kidding you, dude. I am not kidding you. Oh, Robert, Roberto Orsi, who um, he was involved with uh, with Star Trek and Fringe. Yeah, I know who he is. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, I'm like I'm I'm taking it personal because we're doing a fucking podcast and you're doing it for all the other people that are out there. But yeah. Robert Roberto or Robert Orsi Roberto yeah. is well, it used to be Robert Orsi. I now know. it's Roberto. Oh yeah, because you know, fuck him. It's because you know that we've had uh, Mexican filmmakers win Oscars now. Yeah, so now he's proud of his Mexican heritage. Yeah, so or it, Spanish or whatever. You, you know. know, and I'm, I'm if he had if he had gone with Roberto Orsi from the beginning, yeah. instead of trying to be white, yeah. Fuck you, you, you fucking turncoat. That's what that's that's what he is. He's a fucking turncoat. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Desi Arnaz was always Desi Arnaz, right? <laughs> he never fucking changed his name. Why not the fucking new time zone definitions are available? I got that on my phone too. I got that a few days ago. Like I can't turn on Wi-Fi calling, uh, and uh, it doesn't recognize my SIM card for the security updates. Okay, that's weird. 
So yeah, um, Batman is playing Galaga. By the way, uh, so it's an animated TV series. Um, they don't even know who's gonna. Who's Batman's gonna, playing Galaga. No. <laughs> It's a line from the Avengers. That man's playing Galaga. Oh, that man. I thought you said Batman's <laughs> playing Galaga, like a Ben Affleck's doing the voice of it. Yeah, and he thought we wouldn't notice. He's really doing a Galaga animated TV show. Yes. Fuck him. <laughs> Do Satan's Hollow. Do anything else. Do Berserk. I mean, it's like they're trying to bring back the 80s, but not the good stuff. Yeah, no, we're going to fucking turn it into Rubik's pickles? Cube. <laughs> Turbo Teen. Battleship. Yeah, Battleship. <laughs> remember the movie you wrote called Battleship? You fuck. Remember remember hiring Damon Lindelof to finish off Star Trek yeah, 2? Yeah, I need to change the name from Hasbro to Has Been. Yeah, right. writer, producer. So um, it's pretty much uh, there's no real plot or characters to speak of making it an odd choice for an adaptation. Um, so they there's no information on this shit. They just said that uh, it's, uh, it's going to be anim- animated by Shadow Machine. The studio that's done Robot Chicken, BoJack Horseman, and Final Space. Great. Well, it's, Final Space. It's going to be shopped to uh, multiple cable uh, networks and streaming devices, and there's a 12-episode uh, first season plan. Shadow Machine has boarded the project with Orsi slated to help develop the vast and sprawling universe with The Nuttery, which also, which, while also serving as executive producer. There is no indication if Orsi himself will actually write the pilot script or if he will only be developing the concept and the world of the story before handing it off to new writers like Damon Linderoff. I said that name wrong on purpose because <laughs> I will never say that name again. Orsi does seem to be the right man for the job, revealing in a statement that he played the original game growing up and that he has fond memories of the quarters and hours upon hours he spent doing so. Let's read that again. Orsi does seem to be the right man for the job, revealing in a statement that he played the original game growing up. I just... I, I If you could see the looks on our faces. I... I are you fucking kidding me with that statement? This is Screen Rant wrote this, and I am going to read it one more time in a regular, non-stupid DJ voice. Orsi does seem to be the right man for the job. Revealing in a statement that he played the original game growing up. And silence ensues. That would be like saying, hey, Joe, I, you're the right man for the job because you played, what's your favorite game? All-time favorite game. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Because you didn't play Shadow of the... Name, name a classic game that you like. Um, Legend of Zelda, okay. the original. Spiegel does seem to be the right man for the job, revealing in a statement that he played the original Zelda game growing up. And I've beaten it over 215 times. And he's beaten it 250 times. I, Folks, we're going to have to watch him beat it again. <laughs> Just beat it and beat it and beat it all over again. And all over the big screen. Just I can't. Oh God, it's so gross. Sounds. It's like a goat. Ow! There goes my headphones. <laughs> All right. Ow! Next. My now my cheek fucking hurts. Ah. Next. Oh God damn it! All right. Yeah. Fuck it. I, this is this is dumb. This is. I think this is dumber than. Battleship being announced. All right, so uh, but he's the right man for the job. And so then trailers he played it growing up. The movie that you definitely want to see, and I do want to see as well. Cunts. Um, <laughs> well, there's an old cunt in it. Ken. There's an old man with a gun. Trailer number two with Robert uh, Redford. 
Oh yeah, yeah. That comes, I do want to see that movie. Yeah, that comes out September twenty eighth, so a month from now. Um, and uh, less than. Well, uh, yeah. Okay. Well, you thunder. So four weeks from now. It's the twenty ninth, Dick. Yeah. So yeah, um, the new trailer came out and it adds little extra things to it. And yeah, it, uh, it's uh, you see um, Tom Waits, this character in the movie. Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Yeah. Hi guys, how are you? <laughs> Clear your throat. I did. <laughs> This is afterwards. Don't worry about it. Where's the trigger? Where's the bomb? <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah. Because we had sex. The uh, So the old man in the gun trailer, too, looks good. It, it still looks like a movie that we definitely want to go see. And that one looks badass. The one I want you to see, though, because I don't think you've seen it, is for this other movie uh, coming out soon. Dick's called, Insider? Called Slice. And it's got Zazzy Beats from uh, from Deadpool 2. Zazzy. You know, uh, Domino. And uh, Get a Jeepa. Yeah, Slice Movie. <laughs> yeah, this trailer is fucking, uh, it looks pretty cool. All right, let's, <laughs> let's just check it out. Let's cheekity check it out, y'all. Get a Jeepa. Happy G. I'm going to tell you a story. No, you're not. A ghost, a werewolf, and a pretty shitty pizza place. It all started... When the werewolf came back to town. A pizza delivery boy was murdered while making a routine delivery. Kingfisher Chronicle. Can I ask you a few questions? Find the wolf, you'll find your killer. Deny ghost involvement in the killing of Sean Hammerschmidt. Looks like I'm going on a wolf hunt tonight. What the fuck does that have to do with pizza? Your pizza place (laughs) is a gateway to hell. Wait, wait, so you're telling me that my pizza place is built on a gateway to hell? I've been saying that. What? Never. Calm down. This is something you should have ended a long time ago. I'm in. You know what the most disturbing thing? I am so in about that fucking movie. The most disturbing thing in that trailer is someone eating pizza with a knife and a fork. Yes. Stranger pizzas. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I just, I had to mention that one because it looked very interesting. So, um, there's no announcement on the date, but it's the, um, the, the company says that it'll be out before the year's over. So, uh, God damn it. I'm I'm so in on that movie. (laughs) So check out Slice. 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 So uh, the next movie that we're gonna see, uh, I do. What, what, you, Give the fuck. Uh, yeah, fuck. Let's see. What, we're we're in a dead zone. Of we movies. are in a fucking uber dead zone, man. So yeah, the end of August, fucking just. Yeah. So we got either Mile Twenty Two, uh, the Ben Kingsley is now a Nazi war criminal movie, um, and uh, fucking what is there's Crazy Rich Asians and fucking. <laughs> I don't know. There's something. Oh, there's the Kin, that sci-fi movie with a kid. Yeah. So it's just called Kid. Uh, yeah. So I, I, I think the lead, the 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 one that I, I just say Miles. What are you saying? I just say Miles. Oh, just trying to figure out what you're trying to uh, say. I'm sifting through the shit. Fucking rambler. Sifting. I'm sifting. Oh look, I'm All gonna right. talk about something. All right. And let's never get time. to the fucking point. Let's vamp for more time. Yeah. Fuck face. Fuck you. Bye.